just like the sun It's time to turn it on Watch out, cause here I come Walk to a different drum Checkmate second to none Got to be number one Watch out, cause here I come Watch out, cause here it comes Watch out, cause here I come Welcome, everybody, to the Florida State League Radio Network. Happy to have you guys on the podcast today. My name is Dylan, as always, here on the Florida State League Radio Network, and we are here today with a former Fort Myers Miracle pitcher. He was with Pensacola towards the end of the season. We are here today with Twins minor league pitcher Bailey Ober. Bailey, welcome to the podcast, and welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure, man, and uh, excited to have you on here today. Let's get right into my first question. What was your time like in Fort Myers? It was good, man. Um, I spent a little time on the IL, DL last year. Um, had a little nerve issue go on, but everything's good now. But I, I really enjoyed it. I like playing down here in Florida. It can get a little warm sometimes, as you may know. But it was a good time. I really enjoyed the Florida State League. Yeah, it's a great great time and 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 you get to be around the best facilities and maybe the minor leagues you know with you guys playing at your spring training sites and such and and especially too you know you don't have to go too far away from if you were you know if you're a guy say that starts in spring training and then goes to the florida state league it's not never a bad drive as it's only literally feet away and that's where you're playing at so uh yeah it's definitely a, a fun experience and uh i ever get every other guy i've had on they've always said it too as well um so yeah it, it's a great experience of florida state league and, and fort myers so um let's get into my next question is who got you into baseball and being a pitcher um i'd probably say my dad honestly um growing up i mean I can always remember sports just being a part of his daily life, whether I was playing outside with my brother or the neighborhood kids. Um, but played a bunch of different sports growing up. Um, but I felt like baseball just really stuck out to me for some reason. Just always loved it a little bit more than all the rest. And uh, just helped, my dad just kind of helped me grow into that a little bit even more growing up as a kid. Um, I think I started pitching when I was – like maybe eight or ten years old. Didn't really obviously know much back then, but uh, as time went on, just kind of figured out that that was my strength in the game of baseball and trying to learn as much as I can ever since going up through high school and college and now pro ball. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and, and as a player, you know, how important, I, and this will kind of just be a, a side question for you, is, you know, how important is it to kind of get started early as a, as a baseball player if you're trying to chase that dream to be in the majors? How important is that to really start at a young age and such? I feel like it's pretty important. I mean, every once in a while you'll run into a story where a, a freak athlete picks up baseball in high school or something like that and will make it to the MLB, but that's not very common. A lot of these guys that are playing at this level um, start when they're four or five years old in T-ball and don't miss a year of it and just keep playing every single year. Uh, it's just one of those things that you got to get accustomed to doing and learning all the uh, hand-eye coordination type of movements that baseball entails. Yeah, for sure. And there, there's so much. And the game is always consistently, you know, constantly changing 
year after year after year and with all the new rules especially now with you guys you know minor leagues possibly adopting like robo lumps and such there's a lot of new changes for for younger athletes to get acquainted to i mean obviously the you know i mean they have a long time ahead of them until they have if they do make it to the minor leagues they have a long time ahead of them but yeah definitely you know and studying the guys too is probably also a big thing as well you know studying all the new talent and all the new players even the older players as well getting to study them like guys like a um, you know, like last year, like with CC Sabathia and, and guys like that, uh, Felix Hernandez, those are probably guys that you probably study a lot of, you know, in, during your game to kind of get better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, definitely watching a lot of film of a lot of other guys, um, breaking down mechanical viewpoints and even, uh, kind of execution wise, like seeing how they attack hitters with location and type of what their stuff is like, uh, yeah, it's definitely important watching and learning from other guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, yeah, it, it's a it's a changing league now. I tell you, I really do. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I understand what you mean there. It is very important. Uh, my next question is: as a pitcher in the Florida State League, what is dip, more difficult to as a pitcher? pitching to a rehab guy or pitching to a guy who just got brought up? And this could even just be in the minor leagues in general. What what do you think is more difficult even for you maybe as a pitcher, pitching to a guy who is rehabbing or pitching to a guy who literally just got brought up that day um, in in the league, whichever league you are you are in? Um, it's a good question because a lot of guys uh, that are just getting brought up from the league below, you probably – aren't going to have as much uh, data and background on them. Um, whereas like a, a big league guy that's coming down, usually you have a pretty good scouting report against those guys. But obviously I, I think just pitching against um, big league guys, uh, I, I don't think I got a chance to pitch against an actual big leaguer when I was down in the Florida State League, but my teammates definitely did. I think we pitched against uh, Jen Carl Stanton a couple games. Um, but just like watching – Watching those guys, I, I feel like it would definitely be a little bit different playing against an all-star big league guy down here in the Florida State League. Yeah, and it must also help, too, if you ever get guys, you know, like whether it's pitchers or hitters or whatever. I know I know you, Fort Myers this year had a Nelson, or last year had Nelson Cruz and such. It must be very neat for you guys as minor leaguers to be able to be able to see what these guys do on and off the field, the way they present themselves. That must be also a, a neat thing as well to do. Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is just talking to those guys and just listening to the stories that they have. Um, just guys that have been around for a little while and know the games in and outs at the biggest level. Uh, just listening to their stories is really cool. Um, and definitely when big league guys come down to the minor leagues, it helps out the minor league guys when the big league guys are willing to talk to them and willing to help them out and give them every single bit of detail and information that they have on hand. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's definitely neat to see, you know, these big league guys giving back to the organization by helping you guys out as uh, minor leaguers. So it's definitely definitely a neat thing to see. And it helps your guys' progression and get to the big leagues and uh, get it to even quicker, you know, getting to know these guys more and the way they, they act and stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely neat to see and such on and off the field. Uh, my next question is, 
what are some important things for you as a pitcher that can be crucial to your success on the mound? So what are some things that can really make or break your success on the mound that, that that's really personal for you? So is there any like traditions that you do? Is there any way that you pitch, like the style that you pitch that helps you, that, that makes you successful as a pitcher? Or is it kind of combination of all that? Um, I feel like it's a combination of a lot of things. I don't have any super strict uh, rituals and stuff like that. I try to keep my uh, routine as similar as possible every single week. Um, but I, I don't. I wouldn't say I would go out of the way to do any like crazy little things um, for ritual wise. Um, but I think a big thing, a part of my game is I, I'm kind of like a low in, low anxiety guy, just kind of not really uh, fretting about, like, if stuff goes wrong on the baseball field, trying to stay even keel when I'm out on the mound and really just go about my business. Um, and a lot of my strengths are pitching up in the zone. I have pretty long extensions. I'm pretty tall. Um, and working off that with my fastball and then throwing breaking balls off the, the high fastball. So those are usually my, my pretty good strengths that I can rely on throughout season yeah and and i think uh kind of bring in what you were talking about you know having a low anxiety especially as a pitcher too if, if you're a pitcher that that looks nervous hitters are going to take advantage of that so you definitely want to kind of keep your composure low you know definitely want to keep your composure together and, and and try and be a you know try and not look nervous at all in a sense because that's how pitchers are able to take advantage of you if you you're a type of pitcher that looks nervous that has the nerves with you and and, and, and such, and it, that's what will, you know, honestly, that's what will kill a lot of the pitchers, so yeah, I, I understand, kind of keeping your anxiety low, and, and just pitch, I guess you would say, so, um, yeah, so my next question is, is there ways as a pitcher you try to throw hitters off their game, is there any ways you guys are able to throw those guys off their game, or is it kind of just like, you know, you can mix a few pitches in here and then kind of throw them off. How do, how do you, are you guys able to throw them off? Uh, it just depends. I mean, there's no certain uh, set of pitches that can throw guys off. A lot of guys will, a lot of us will look at scouting reports and see what they can hit and what they struggle against and then kind of make up a game plan going off that. Uh, I mean, sometimes early, early in the game, if a guy – struggles with something and you execute three perfect pitches that he can't hit and he strikes out maybe you he, maybe he'll start wondering like hey like is this is this what it's going to be like the whole game type of thing um but other than that it's kind of just going off game plan and going out there and competing yeah for sure for sure um it, it again it, it is very difficult as you said to kind of you know take a pitter off guard there's not a ton you can do with it um you know but uh, there are little things you can do, but not really a ton. So, yeah, I understand what you mean. Just kind of go out there and just get the job done and just pitch, <laughs> as I said earlier. So, um, yeah, I understand what you mean there. My next sixth question to you is, obviously, the last couple of seasons, you've kind of dealt with some injuries and such. How, for this season, how what are some ways you can, what are some ways you are, excuse me, let me restate this real quick. What are some ways you are able – what are some ways that you can stay – I'm trying to think how to word this. <laughs> what are some ways you could try to keep 
that from happening this year from getting injured and stuff? What are some ways you're able to keep that from happening? And also, is there going to be a chip on your shoulder for 2020? You know, with all the injuries and stuff, is there going to be a chip on their shoulder for this season? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, we're we're always trying to stay healthy. I feel like every single guy goes in every year with the mindset of being healthy every year. Um, but I feel like I definitely – one of my goals each and every season is to try to stay as healthy as I can and not miss a outing for my team. Um, but really just trying to get in the weight room and making sure my body is moving the correct way, making sure – everything's feeling good and getting the proper treatment that I need to get. Um, stuff like that, making sure just like I'm on top of everything health wise. And hopefully, hopefully I'll be healthy for this whole entire season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I definitely have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Just, I feel like I kind of carry that with myself, no matter what, even if it's, dealing with these past injuries in the, uh, the last couple seasons or just other stuff in general, just being a competitive guy, wanting to go out there and prove yourself and make it to the big leagues. I feel like you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder to go out there each and every day and compete. Yeah, and uh, and also, especially in the minor leagues too, you can relatively go quickly through the minor leagues as long as you don't have the injuries and obviously you've you've dealt with the injuries the last few seasons and and such so you know it kind of kind of stutters your your momentum you know as you make your you know progression through the minors and up to the majors so yeah i understand you just kind of kind of keep healthy and and make sure to keep you know in the weights and all that so i i understand what you mean and uh Hopefully you are able to stay healthy this year. I hope you have a full season and, and a good season this year. And this kind of goes into my seventh question is, what are your goals for 2020 this season? Uh, just like the last one is one of my goals is to stay healthy. I feel like you can definitely grow and build something if you are able to stay healthy for a long period of time. You can continue progress. Um, sometimes injuries can delay progress. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, I also, my other goal is to hopefully make it to the big leagues. I mean, I feel like a couple steps away and if I continue to do what I'm doing, stay healthy. I feel like it could be a good possibility this year. Yeah. And, and yeah, again, staying healthy, that's always the big thing. And man, I hope you, I hope you do make it to the big leagues this year. Bailey, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. That was all the questions I had for you today. Seven in total. Uh, good luck this year with whichever team you start with, whether it is Pensacola or Rochester, I believe it's Rochester that you guys have for AAA. Um, so good luck this year for whatever team you start in. Hopefully you're able to stay healthy this year and you never know. Maybe we'll see you in the big leagues this season. You never know. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's a real pleasure, man, and I'm I would love to have you back on again anytime. For sure. Thank you, boss. Sounds good. All right, guys. Again, Bailey, thank you very much for joining me today. And that was actually really easy. I uh, got him on the same day um, I asked him, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Bailey, thank you so much for coming on again to the show. Really, really nice guy. Um, and thank you for joining me today. So uh, that is pretty much it for this episode. We are keeping it rolling, man, through the spring. Um, by the time this is uploaded, which if you guys are listening, it's obviously already uploaded, but... um. We're already probably in the middle of spring training, or we're in the start of spring training, one of the two, probably in the start, but um, uh, yeah, man, keeping it going, man. Bailey, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast 
today. Happy to have you on. Um, it was great keeping it rolling, man, with all these interviews. Um, anyways, that is probably the end of this episode. Thank you guys for always listening to our podcast. We'd like to thank Pickdrafts DFS for sponsoring all of our episodes. Use discount code FSLBB19 to save 50, 25% off on all their contests. It is the official sports gambling site of the Florida State League Radio Network or FSL Radio Network for shortage. Um, go check them out on Pick Drafts DFS on Instagram. And again, save 25% off and play responsibly. 18 or plus is the age, age requirement. So go check them out. Really cool guys over there at Pick Drafts. And also go check out our other sponsor, OfficialsDepot.com. It is the official referee and sports umpiring gear of the Florida State League Radio Network. Use our discount code FSL Network to save 15% off at checkout. Whenever you go over there, go check them out. They got some of their own gear, like some of their own brand uh, gear, which is awesome. They have their umpiring gear, referee gear. So if you need any of that, go check them out. They're the place to go check out. And you can use our discount code and save some money off of it. So go check them out. And both of those are in capital letters for the discount code. So go check them out. Really good um, sponsors for us, FSL Radio Network. We would also like to thank Sam Tenez and Grayson Rogers, our two singers who let us use their music for our intros for each of these podcasts. We would like to thank both of them, as always, for you letting us use their music. So anyways, guys, that is pretty much it for this episode. We'd like to thank you so much for tuning in. We got a lot. We are keeping it rolling, man. I love it. I love all these interviews. This is fun for me. I love getting to see the different sides of these players, uh, coaches, managers, um, uh, ball hawkers. Um, it's a fun experience. It's a fun to be a part of. It's it's a neat it's a neat experience to be a part of. So again, thank you guys for always listening. We would like to peace out, um, and see you guys in our next episode. See you guys.